Welcome to Being Bipolar. I'm your host, Doobie. I'm going to introduce you into my madness, and hopefully it'll help you with yours. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank you all for joining me for a little discussion about what I hope that uh, brings home something. Uh, This subject is hard to talk about. I have a lot of family members that have dealt with it, and it's one thing that I truly can't understand. Postpartum depression, when you are mentally ill already, the root of everything is that women, their mind, their chemistry, in, in my mind, in my eyes, I feel that a woman's chemistry is totally different than a man's. So, yes, we share chromosomes here and there, but from puberty on, a woman's mind has to take a, a, a plethora of chemistry, the chemicals. It's got to adjust to where those go for the body to adjust. And a lot of times, you're, you're already developing. Then your mind has issues with some of these singles, these chemicals that it's receiving. You also have an enhanced sexual drive because, you know, your body is changing. You're going through puberty. Women in the back of their mind have to think, though, that while they're having sex, they could get pregnant. Men, we don't have to deal with that, okay? So that's something else that a woman's mind is dealing with. So they do have that want, but they also have that fear. Then they also have that fear of, a side note, of abortion being taken away just in case something does happen and you're not ready or your body is not ready. Okay, you have that as well. So all these things are bombarding your brain as it's trying to organize a direction for it to go. Now, with mental illness coming into effect, a lot of them do develop during the puberty stage of your life and These are things that you have to deal with not knowing what's going on. And if you have people to talk to about it, bless be, uh, because there are people out there that have no one. They're scared. Their mind is telling them things that it's not right. You know, and if you're growing up listening to this, and in some certain way, you have to notice different things about your friends. If you spend every day with someone, you'll start noticing differences. You'll start noticing things changing and the way they think, their attitudes, you know. Drugs come into effect with a lot of girls, a lot of women. It eases things. It makes things a lot more tolerable. But then you have that that pregnancy coming in, all right? It, even if you want it, if you don't want it, 
that right there changes your mind, your chemistry in your body again. Because now you're developing a child inside of you. So you're getting all these other chemicals coming into your brain. You're, you're having to adjust again. And as your mind changes, develops, so does your mental illness. Now, all these things are going, you know, bombardment. Your brain is taking these things in. And a lot of times you're going to find different ways to adjust, to, to try and calm your mind, yourself. A lot of people go to, since you're pregnant now, they go to, you know, doing odd things because of the fear of the smoking and the baby, the drugs and the alcohol with the baby. You know, you have all these things and you're trying to figure out how to adjust. So talking to people, especially people who are trained and have experience in this, is a big thing. Personally, I believe that if a woman goes to an OBG, an OBG's office should have a couple of therapists on duty at all times. A part of their program at the OBG should also be at least once a week therapy. So you women can have someone to talk to that can't, you know, help you. You have, you have these outlets, but they're not, they're not being funded properly. They're not being educated properly. Some people are thrown into these situations to try and counsel women that these people that are doing the counseling have no idea what's going on. So, if you're going to an OBG, automatically you should get therapy. Somebody to talk to that can't judge you or won't judge you, who is an ear who has experience, who's been through it, so they have the knowledge to deal with what happens afterwards. So, I believe personally that when a woman is giving birth, everything completely changes again. Once your child is out of you, you lose all all that that chemistry going into your mind you, it's like a a highway and a lot of the turnoffs are being demolished or under construction and there's only one direction that it can go and all of these emotions and thoughts and especially with mental illness they get sent in the wrong direction Depression comes in. You, thoughts that you're not worthy. That everybody's giving the attention to your child and you've lost all of that attention you were getting while you were pregnant. These are a lot of things that go through a woman's mind. And the first thing that comes up is guilt for feeling selfish about it. You know, a lot of good women out there I believe 
are good mothers. And all of these women that are giving birth to all these beautiful children are having to make a choice. And it is very confusing at times. And they need someone to talk to that's been through it. You know, you, you hear a lot of bad things about women going through postpartum that don't have anyone to talk to about it. And they push away the people that are closest to them because it's guilt. They don't want the people closest to them knowing what they're really feeling. It's, it's something that sticks to somebody forever, including what if I want to have another child for our family? Dads, some men think that way. It's like, okay, let's start getting ready for another one. Well, mom's not ready yet. And it's going to take a while for mom to de you know, deal with things. And this is just through my eyes. And most men don't understand. Because we don't have the ability to. Uh, it's it. It's that deep DNA, you know, genetic thing that we got to spread our seed, but we don't think about our partner at the time. So, when a woman's going through postpartum, I I firmly be dads, you you've got to see it, and you need to do something about it. Get her outside help. Get her, you know, vacations away from everyone. Let her escape into what she needs to deal with and she needs to learn how to make her better. You know, it, it's it, with mental health, the first thing you got to do is realize it. So the second thing you can do is talk about it. If you don't realize what's going on or understand what you're dealing with, you need to talk to somebody about it. You know, um, there are a lot of cases where mothers couldn't deal with it. And a lot of mothers out there are alone. And personally... I believe if a woman is ready to start a family, she needs to do it thinking in the back of her mind that she's going to be doing it alone. In this day and age, you cannot rely on anyone but blood and yourself. The biggest thing is that as time progresses in this day and age, Things change. Everything changes. Okay? We have to adapt. Every individual changes with every experience we, we encounter. We learn from it. We adapt from it. And as time progresses, we grow apart. It, it happens. Back in the old days and the older generations where they stayed together for 55, 60 years and all, la, 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 they figured out ways to, to, de to develop a process between the two of them 
where they could escape and be them and themselves for that to last very long. Now, a lot of them ended up being affairs, but that was hush hush, you know. But yeah, I, I personally, I've got family members that have done it. It it happens, and you know, after twenty five years or thirty five years, secrets come out, lies end up coming out. So those generations, you know, we look back and we hear the stories. It's like, wow, you put yourself through hell just to keep a family together. And then your family ends up seeing it and actually is traumatized by it. And life goes on. That that trauma that you you felt, that you you seen, ends up sitting your ass in a chair in a therapy's office. It it just it it ends up being you have to do it on your own. Your child loves you unconditionally. That's that. There's there's no doubt. Even when you have been pushed away most of your teenage life, they end up coming back around because it's unconditional love. Now, whether they kill you or love you, at least they come. So, when a woman decides that she wants to start a family or have a child, you have to think automatically in the back of your mind that you're going to be doing it on your own. Now, the partner that you choose, whether he's just a, a donation or somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, because with a child, you have no choice. You are spending the rest of your life with this sperm donor, okay? You could be in love with them. They could be the perfect uh, IQ of, you know, 200, and you want an intelligent child doesn't matter you're going to spend the rest of your life with that person so all in all you have all this going on while you're pregnant and you have all these emotions you have all these cravings your body wants your child wants on top of that you're gaining weight you're developing different parts of your body and they're overwhelming you emotionally having somebody to talk to like when you go to your obg somebody to talk to who understands and can actually point out different youtube sites uh websites podcasts um any kind of uh, information that can help you and also the person that's sitting next to you going through this with you if they're there and if they do care, they're going to be there helping and learning with you. Bouncing things off left and right. But when the baby comes, all of the attention that you have gotten through the time is going to go to your child now. Even your partner is going to go, it's, it's inevitable. Unconditional love. A man with a child 
these days is very protective. So all of our attention is going to go to the child. So you're stranded in a world now where your mind is overflowing. You're feeling alone. You have nobody around, nobody to talk to. You're sitting on your bed looking for any kind of motivation to get up out of bed. Your child's being brought to you, so you don't have to move. Everybody at the hospital is taking care of you, but once you go home, if you have a loved one, a blood-related loved one, like a mother or a grandmother or an uncle or a brother, you know, someone who truly wants to be there and help you, take advantage of that. Talk to them. If they think you're crazy, then tell them to, you know, next loved one. Talk to them. Because once you get that out and off your chest to somebody, to anybody, once that comes out, then your climb gets less and less strenuous. I'm, I'm, it, it, it'll be like climbing a mountain, but it'll start leveling off to a plateau or plateau where you're able to walk easily. You're, you're more comfortable. Okay, there's no hills in sight for right now. That is a great mindset to be at. And the only way you can do that is by getting rid of some of that crap you're thinking. Because a mother, what was it in the crow that was said? Um, mother is God on the children, of the mouths of children. And I've always believed that, uh, ever since I heard that. It's like, my mother is in my thoughts every day. We were very, very distant because of situation of my mental illness, my background. Her unable to understand what I was dealing with and going through. Okay. And that was a big push. But at moments in my life, at key moments, I knew she was there. I talked to her. I would call her while I was in prison. My sister and my mother called me at a key point in time. They reached out. So that connection will always be with your child. Okay, now, postpartum, that's all in your mind that with help, you can figure out a way to deal with it. So now let's discuss a little bit about the medical uh, community when it comes to this. Like I said, an OBG should have a couple of therapists online at all times. Hospital maternity wards guaranteed should have a couple of therapists in there seeing how they're doing. Talk to them. Feel them out. Ask key questions and get key reactions because a lot of mothers at that time they're they're on drugs right maybe they're relaxed enough for you to get 
a truthful feeling of what she is going through. You know, there are little tricks that therapists can use, okay, for the better of the mother, okay? And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be threatening about it. I don't want the mothers to feel bad about that at all because, uh, to be honest, that's the best time for you because you're about to become a mother, all that old feeling for the nine months that's coming and a therapist being there with you so you can talk to them on the feelings that you're going through right now. All this chemistry, everything is it, it's coming to an end. And that is what you're going to feel after the baby is born. One way or another. I've talked to mothers who did not even postpartum because right after the one child they went to another pregnancy you know there was really no break in that time frame so it was just like boom 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 and some of these mothers just kept going I gotta hand it to you in this day and age it's very difficult to do especially when you're alone but after having the baby, I personally, three months of once a week therapy for an hour just to talk, to get things out. Maybe a day at a spa where nobody you know is there. But postpartum depression is so very dangerous, especially when you have a mental illness. Because you're already dealing with that chemistry change that your brain cannot develop properly. There is no norm anymore. So having somebody to talk to, to bounce things off of, and to understand maybe, maybe we might have some moms out there that don't want to rip us apart for looking at them funny, you know? So, all in all, this is, uh, this is Doobie Snacks at Dodger Stadium. And after the ball was hit over, I got to realizing that women are very special to men. Because without women, men would be men. Just think about that. Without women, there all we would be would be men. Yeah. All right, peeps. Peace out. Love you. Bye. This is the end of the program, where I basically tell you this is the end of the program. So you will stop listening now because it's the end of the program. Remember, this is the end of the program. So subscribe. If you want to hear more, get a hold of me. But this is the end of the program, so stop listening. This is it. Welcome to Doobie's Madness. This is the end of the program, so you can stop listening now. It's okay. <laughs>